going. Four two three, get fame. That's four two three, get fame. I would tell you to leave a message, but the truth is, I don't really care. I've had this hotline open for months, and not one of you jokers have what it takes to be famous like me. So leave a message if you want, but don't expect a call back. I've got way more important things to do than to waste my time on losers like Mascarita Sagrada and you all. Thank you, and have a nice day. Hey there, folks, and welcome to the Grave Consequences Podcast. I am Caleb B. That's where you can follow me on Twitter. Follow Greg at xmaserati. Follow the show at gc underscore cast. Check out the Social Suplex Podcast Network wherever you download your podcast. Of course, we have our solo feed, but if you want the uh, conglomerate feed, you would also have shows such as All Things Elite with Floyd Johnson Jr. and Austin Summerwitz. You'd have 8-Bit Suplex with Josh McLaughlin. You would have Great Match Generator with DJ Cooks. Grown Men Watch This Shit with Jeremy Tate and Chris Bryan. Keeping It Strong Style with Jeremy Donovan and Joshua Smith. One Nation Radio with Rich Latta and James Boyd. And that's it. And uh, we want you to check those out. You know, go on. If you have Apple Podcasts, five stars, rate, review, follow. That's all appreciated. And this is Season 2, Episode 6 of Lucha Underground. The title is Gift of the Gods Ladder Match. We are recording this just after Season 2, Episode 5. The recording date is July 22nd. And, Greg, how are you doing just about a minute after we finished last episode? Back is, uh, I'm in a different position, sitting down, and my back is already killing me. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. But Mm. you make sacrifices to make things work. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're we're Mr. No Weeks Off, except for when we take breaks between seasons. But that's it. That's it. We've got to give the people... You know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, you know? That's what we're told. Like, that's why we're not inundating you with seven episodes a week. That's why we're going once a week. That's why we're, you know, taking like a month off between seasons, that sort of thing. We want you to, you know, be like, oh, man, I miss Caleb and Greg so bad. I need to hear them talk about Lucha Underground again. And that's why we're here right now. And the first thing we see is Katrina and Mil Muertes arguing. And Mil Muertes still has the sling on his arm. But he said, he says, you know, if I could bury you right now, I would like he is pissed at Katrina right now. He's starting to show shades. You remember the first season where I was saying like he was getting too big for his britches and she was trying to destroy the human, the independent part of him with the uh, uh, first grave consequences matches against Phoenix. Yeah, Uh, I think it's starting to starting to build back up again. She can't really kill the, the man. Yeah. Exactly. And she even says, like, hey, if if it wasn't for me, you would have never made it out of your tomb, Pasquale. So it's like, oh, my God, she's cutting deep, dude. She's the kind of person that would. <laughs> she's very to- yeah. if in the 2021 term. She's very toxic. Yes, very much so. Just ask Phoenix, ask Prince Puma, ask anyone she's come across. Um, Mill says, you know, I can't bury you. So I want to bury Pentagon and Prince Puma. Give me <laughs> give me a title shot or give them a title shot. 
And Katrina says no. And with the darkness, once again, she disappears, man. This is when he was holding her by the throat over the ground, too, right? Yeah. Yes. She's in a vulnerable position. So she uses her supernatural powers to get out of that position. Which, you know, and he's frustrated by that. But, I mean, you know, you can't. She's like a ghost. You can't really. Yeah. Container. Yeah. What are you going to do? So our first match of the night, we see the returning sexy star, but she's not the same. She's a little like not uninspired, but like the energy's not there like it usually is, you know? It's a kind of a risky kind of gimmick to do in front of a, a crowd that probably wasn't watching the show all the time. Yeah. Uh, so they might not know the long term story. They might. I, I could be completely wrong. They could be hardcore fans. But it's, you know, you come in, you're like, oh, I want to see Sexy Star. She's amazing. And she's acting very timid. She's doing the role correctly. Like, she's playing a character very well. Like, you're not going to have, like, people in WWE that, like, book the matches. They would, I would imagine that they love this because she's telling a story. It's not just about the moves, but it's very risky. Yeah. And she's here to face Cobra Moon. And this was a struggle. And, like, no offense to Cobra Moon, congratulations, Thunder Rosa. She just got signed with AEW today, actually. Um, and but, it's her birthday. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that's not coincidental at all. Um, the thing with this is Cobra Moon is not a super strong character. And mm, this was no. a lot of back and forth. A lot of back and forth. No, and I, I think it's safe to say, like, I, right now on her own, she's not really doing much really she's she's not that she's not getting over it's just that she's just a wrestler that just appeared and there's really not much behind like you we know that she's part of the reptile tribe me and you know that but yes. no one else knows that and uh you know she just kind of gets a win she doesn't really deserve yeah uh, i like uh, the submission because sexy star is distracted by the chance of creepy bastard for a marty um Marty the Moth Martinez. It's a, you know, if you get mad at WWE for distraction roll-ups, you know, you kind of should get mad about this a little bit. Yeah, maybe. But I'm not too mad just because I know they're telling a long-term story here. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, Sexy Star, she's not the same. She's not the same right now. Next up, we had an advertisement. For her famous B. And this was a little different from last week. We had the intentionally awful choreography of him beating up the luchadors. And, you know, we, we get the number to call, of course, 423-GET-FAME. Again, that's 423-GET-FAME. It'll turn you from a jobber into a robber. And there you go. the transition here was amazing. Because we, we cut from the commercial to El Dragon Azteca Jr. watching the television and Rey Mysterio turning it off. <laughs> that's great yeah and Rey Mysterio says like, like hey no time for TV I don't care that you were watching that a lot of back and forth uh, strikes and slap boxing and it's like hey we gotta fulfill your destiny so we're gonna go to the temple pretty soon I thought they weren't was it just Dragon Azteca Sr. that wasn't allowed on the temple exactly oh okay yeah I, for, I forgot that that lore yeah the lore of El Dragon Azteca. Um, <laughs> next up, we had a uh, King Cuerno vignette. And uh, this was more just like the best of King Cuerno. 
uh, just to kind of remind you, like, hey, this is the guy who's in the main event tonight. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a good segment. It does it does help and reinforce his character and what he's all well, about. Yeah, and it's one of those things like it's you know because some people subscribe to the philosophy of, philosophy of hey, what if this is some someone's first time watching the show? Let's not take that for granted. Let's tell them who this guy is that's in the main event. Absolutely. I mean, you watch uh, MMA like they have all kinds of packages to you know build a person up. Like I I love packages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love us, uh, you know, vignettes and stuff like this that build up the characters and make them, you know, larger than life, as opposed to just going in the ring and and just doing a, a paint by numbers promo on the guy they're fighting. Like I like, you know, things like this that are set up to make them more than just a wrestler. Make them special. Exactly. Exactly. Next up, we had our semi main event: Prince Puma versus Pentagon Junior. And Prince Puma, by the way, Pentagon earned the respect of the believers a long time ago. Prince mm-hmm. Puma, he had a little bit, but he didn't have everyone. But he has earned the respect of everyone at the temple through blood, sweat, and tears. It's something to behold because he had to earn it. Earn it, man. I would venture to say that this feud is one of those ones where, you know, the 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 heel, the 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 uh, dark ace kind of overshadows the regular ace, you know, Puma. Uh-huh. And sometimes it kind of, I don't want to say takes away from a match, but I think you know where I'm getting at, where you have two larger-than-life superstars of a show, and there's really not a clear guy to root against. Yeah. So the face ends up losing a lot of the support, and it goes to, the, like, the edgier, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, what kind of heel? The uh, cool heel yes. kind of guy? Like the NWO. Yeah, and, it, and that's fine, but I mean, I, I it always feels awkward, right? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you 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 feel I start feeling bad for the, the face because I'm like, all right, well, like I like the other guy, but you know, people are kind of starting to like the, some of the audience will be like, uh, he did Sierra Miedo to uh-huh. a, someone in the crowd, and the crowd was like talking back to him, and this is this is Puma, so it, it just it sometimes it could be kind of awkward. Like I like the heels versus the heels. But when it's a face versus a cool heel, it gets kind of messy sometimes. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Those are because to me, uh, to an extent, that kind of means the heels not doing their job, in my opinion. But I don't know. It's my opinion. Well, the face kind of loses what they're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it can be boring when it's just heel versus face all the time. But the he, the face can't really do the things that they normally could because what are they going to get the hot tag no the the cool heel gets the kind of like the the, the not that not exactly a hot tag but they're the ones that get a lot of the momentum mm-hmm. so what's the face doing they they always kind of end up doing some heelish kind of stuff are things that you didn't really think were heel type moves really stick out when they do them yeah, yeah you're you're absolutely right you're absolutely right um I mean, still still a great match it's not like a it's not like yeah. a huge uh, complaint. It's just a, you know, a minor, minor, minor nitpick. Like very. Minor. No, no, this match was awesome. Yeah, and great it, match. It was a lot of uh, these two just beating the crap out of each other, just killing each other. And then about you know a few minutes in, <laughs> we see someone leave his perch and go down the steps, and it's of course our Lucha Underground champion Mil Muertes, and he looks at his sling. Tears the fucking thing off 
and shakes his arm out. Yeah, he recovered pretty quick from a broken arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if we need any more proof that he is healthy, he comes into the ring, absorbs the offense of both Prince Puma and Pentagon Jr., hits them with a double flatliner. I mean, he hits them with spears. He's hitting them with those right hands. I think he did a, a Uranagi to to Pentagon. Like, yeah. he's just flattening them. He is yes. just sailing through them. And it's pretty awesome. Uh, Pentagon wins by DQ, by the way. Uh, yes, technically. <laughs> technically. And it's it's a really cool moment. Uh, it's it's you know it's it's a it's a match that doesn't end, but you know they really couldn't yeah. have an either one go, and that's also a thing that kind of like brought it down a little bit. They couldn't really have one person win over the other. It would have hurt Pentagon too much to take it out, and where would a Puma been after yeah. that? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So after the double flatliner, Mille poses, and then we cut to cut to Mil Muertes and Katrina in the back, and Mil warns that nobody can stop him. And he says, I'm going to defend my title next week against both of them. So we got a triple threat on deck next week for the Lucha Underground Championship, probably the biggest match in Lucha Underground so far. Mil Muertes, Prince Puma, Pentagon Jr. for the belt. It's not even a pay-per-view. I mean, that's only episode seven. Like this, mm-hmm. this is why season two is a, I don't want to say a lot better, but like more consistent. And season season one was a rough in the beginning. In season two, we're already having matches of Phoenix, Pentagon, Puma, Mill next week. You know, Cage is here, Mundo. Like, it's it's stacked. They know who their yeah. stars are. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we cut to the commentary booth before the main event. And we have an announcement from Matt Stryker that in three weeks, so episode nine, Aztec Warfare 2, the invitations have been sent out. Oh, buddy, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, I like the I, I like the image of Katrina sending out invitations to everyone, <laughs> <laughs> handwriting all this stuff and, and hating, the you know, all the extra work she has to do now that she's in charge and, re- you know, regretting it. Yeah. Exactly. Doing the payoffs and everything. That's got to be annoying. Doing all the, the menial managerial type of things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So our main event of the evening, King Cuerno versus Phoenix for the Gift of the Gods championship in a ladder match. And I used it to describe their first two matches. I'm not going to stop now. This was, of course, amazingly physical. This These matches really help phoenix because uh, when you can do those dives and the match can end from the dive it's opposed to like a regular pinfall or submission match where it can really only, like when you dive to the outside it's only going to end in, in count out which some people don't like but they i think they can be good but yeah. like here like this a ladder match is designed for a guy like phoenix and in kayfabe you could say like well who's going to win the guy that can never die the guy that's going to keep getting up or the hunter right that can't yeah. kill the prey mm-hmm Exactly. And this finish was amazing. And I didn't think it was the finish, to be honest with you, because I'm not used to it, you know. Mm-hmm. But Phoenix, you know, walks the ropes like a cat, does a Rana to put Cuerno through a table, and he grabs the Gift of the Gods. And he was taking so long, I was like, oh, he's not, this isn't it. And then it was, man. Well, there was one spot where they were both hanging from the... Uh... Oh, my God. That's yeah, pretty... 
from the little uh, platform thing. Dude, and the TV, I think, doesn't do it justice how high off the ground they are. Like, if you, I don't know how you are about heights, but I don't like heights. No, I hate them. Uh, I, that's the kind of feel. Like, you ever play a video game where you jump off a ledge and, like, you feel like your balls go into your stomach, even though it's, like, a video game? Yeah. You, you kind of, like, feel like, like, sometimes you have to close your eyes because you're falling so fast. You're like, <laughs> it's just a video game. Why is it affecting me? Like, this wasn't quite that bad, but it was like, goddamn, they're really high up. Yes. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man. So Phoenix is your winner and now the two-time holder of the Gift of the Gods. So where do we go from here? Mm, well, now we finally... Uh, what, he has to give it two weeks before he can challenge for the title? I think technically just one week, but Mil Mortes is already booked up for next week. Okay, so he, it, it's it's in two to three weeks he'll be having a title match. Yeah, we'll, we'll see either way. We'll see either way. Yeah, because I don't remember. Um, guys, that's the episode. Sorry if we rifled through it, but it was really good. Uh, once again, we didn't grade last week's episode. That was a mistake. Um, very good. Not not as good as this week. I'm gonna give this week's episode. I'm gonna give this week's episode an A. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. We did forget the grade last week's episode. That sucks. <laughs> I, I, that's all good. <laughs> We completely bought. I, you know what? The funny thing is, I would have given last week's episode an A. Really? And yeah, because uh, I liked some of the matches a little bit more. Uh, like this match, I didn't really care about Cobra Moon versus Sexy Star. Yeah. Um, Pentagon Junior versus Prince Puma. While a good match, it, I knew it wasn't gonna. I knew the ending, and yeah. uh, you know it didn't matter in the end. It just it was a story. Like they had spots, but it was just setting up a story. And as much as I love Cuerno and Phoenix, like, uh, you know, I, it wasn't their best stuff, uh, but it was yeah. like, I would give that match an A, uh, but I'd, I'd have to give this show like a B. Okay. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. So folks, that is the show. Please join us next week when we review season two, episode seven, that is main evented by, I believe main evented, but there's definitely a world title match on the card because we've got Mil Muertes versus Prince Puma versus Pentagon Jr. That's going to be exciting. We thank you for listening, and God bless you. Have a good day.